Welcome to episode three of Lights in the Sky podcast. Don't sound so uncertain about being episode three. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely episode three. Yeah. I've been counting on my fingers. Three so far. Yeah, three, thus, thus far. Three not out. Good oh, record. I can hear traffic. Should we just start again? No, that's fine. <laughs> I mean, I don't think people... It's funny, the, str- the street outside, it, it is closed to through traffic from a intersection just up the road, yet people persist in coming down here. People live here. Yeah, but no trucks. That was a truck. No trucks live here. Trucks don't live here. I'm going to survey your neighbourhood. Don't. <laughs> surely, no, no surely... Uh... Do not do a knock on my neighbourhood. <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> um... <laughs> throw, throw me then. Do, yeah. you, do your, do your um, weekly throw okay, of, so... of Tony. Um, oh, and hi, I'm. This is Tony. Oh yeah, and you're Luke. Still, <laughs> um, that's how. Yeah, that's the way to start it. Okay, welcome to Lights in the Sky podcast episode three. We're a few minutes in already. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Luke, and I'm oh, also I, here. With um, the sorry, I, I I thought I'd give my name already. <laughs> <laughs> I had. If they missed it, they've missed it. Okay. Too bad. So, yeah, usually start off by asking, has anything paranormal happened to you since our last recording? Uh, I don't believe that that has occurred in my life. Okay. So I had a, I had one on the way here. Ooh. Saw a taxi driver. Looked heaps like an Indian version of John Stamos. Is that paranormal? Is that racial? Is it, no, Indian, like from India, not Native American, like you're thinking. No, 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 I'm still thinking that oh. when you bring race into it, is it racial? Whoa. Um, you're taking me down a road I don't want to go down. Maybe the taxi driver could do the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying that Indian John Stamos taxi oh. driver does not know where he goes, but... Um, it's unbelievable you think all Indians have a poor sense of direction. I'm, <laughs> I'm just thinking, I think it's appalling you think all Indians look like John Stamos. <laughs> It's a terrible start. It's a fair point. Worst start of the first, you know, of the other three, well, the two podcasts. This is the worst start. Probably third so far. <laughs> okay, this is jumping. a bronze medal start. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll jump in then to Will. I, I think it's fair to say we've got a busy show. I think we're, yeah, we've got a few things to get through. Um, I think this is probably the second busiest show we've had. Pr- yeah. Yeah. So far. Yeah. Yeah, second busiest. Um yeah, straight off the off the top, we might as well mention um last week was our first kind of release of our um of the right day, as in we dropped on the Saturday in New Zealand time, so I think it's a Friday, um, depending on what time it gets up, so to speak. I love uh, it how we can release in the future, isn't that great? Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. We release on a Saturday, people get it on a Friday. Love it. That's how efficient we are. Oh, we're good. Um, by we, I mean mostly Beige <laughs> from um, Australia and some of the other new pod world order peeps. So if he's in Australia and we're in New Zealand, that means that he's in 
the past still. Yes. So we're still releasing so in the we, future. Yep. He's in the past, but not as in the past as... We send him the episode, and it's up two hours before we've sent it. Brilliant. Yep. Love it. Can't get any better than that. Um, the other thing that's cool that's happened is some people have sent in stories. So stories straight away you think maybe they're not true because it's a story the, the mailbag is full I've got, <laughs> I've got i've got to say the mailbag is full well we've got that one email um, so <laughs> we should probably clear it so we can fit the next one email um but this market is red even though we haven't looked at it <laughs> yeah. no it's quite a cool one so i'm going to read that one out um in a sec um you haven't seen it haven't haven't seen it no yep. i mean the the feed, made sure that yeah, so the um listener feedback is it's awesome it's it's really cool we've got that yeah um so got a story to read out then i've got um uh my story that i've kind of researched in the off season um your topic for the week that's it and then you can step up and try your hand at getting some strange yeah the um i've been practicing my flipping <laughs> through a sort of 600 page book this yep. week um mixed results <laughs> so let's see how we see go, how on the we day. go yeah maybe as you can see from my thumbs there's numerous plasters on them from <laughs> the paper cut so yeah. cool so if, if i bleed if i bleed out please call for help <laughs> So if you want to get in touch with us, um, probably the easiest way to give us feedback or to help us out is to... Probably um, Would you say faxer? To use Twitter. Oh, so Twitter, okay. At L-I-T-S underscore podcast on Twitter and we're also on Instagram under the same name. Yeah, and we'll soon have a fax number that we'll let you know. <laughs> um, we have no paper for the fax. So... Bad start. I'm going to carry on. Okay. Um, <laughs> if you want to donate us paper for our fax machine, <laughs> we can start. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, if you enjoy the show, then um, then tweet about us. Um, tell a friend. Tell a stranger. Yeah. As well, just tell a human who has access to podcasts. <laughs> um, also, and if you hate the show, why, why have you downloaded it? Yeah. <laughs> and I feel I, like I, we've I taken a really long time to get we to this point. really apologise for the content if you hate the show. Okay, so... And we'll um, let you know our fax number. Oh, the for <laughs> Anyway, I might be quiet. Um, <laughs> so send... If you've got your own stories or experiences, send them to lightsintheskypodcast at gmail.com or you can submit it, submit them on the contact page on our website, which is lightsintheskypodcast.com. Um, also, if you um, are interested in any of the stories we tell or any of the um, things we talk about, um, or most of the things we talk about, depending on digressions, um, like find the start some, of this podcast yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah you'll find some notes up there um, uh, links to where we found what we've found and read out so um, we can start there um, also um, there seems to be a, an orderly line forming of people who want to come on have you had anyone that you know suggest that they make an appearance or no uh, yeah, but nothing to do with this podcast. <laughs> right, okay. Worth mentioning. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I've had a few people that have um, they've said they want to call up and come on or, or come in. Um, appreciate it, but we'll figure out our stuff and then then I can start to work out how that might work from yeah, a tech point of view. If you can work out how to shut me up, then maybe we can get <laughs> some guests on. That's what we're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
Yeah, so we've got to figure out some tech to get people on because it sounds like there's a few people not even in this um, location. So people around the world um, that are happy to call in and tell us your stories. But in the meantime, write them down and we'll read them out and we can go from there. So speaking of um, listener stories, we'll start with... Delving, mean, into the, delving into the feedback right now. Yep, we'll just go yep. straight into this one. Nice. Excuse the squeaky chair. Can you see, if I flip my screen around, how much text is on the screen? Oh my lord. Yeah, this is fairly detailed. So we may be some time. Um, I have read this, so um, I'll kind of skip over parts that maybe aren't right. necessary the thing is, to the this story. This might be a little bit long. Do you, should we suggest that anyone who needs to maybe use a bathroom go no. now? Or the mm. fact that because this is on a podcast program, I'm just going to jump into they it. Just take so it with they, them while they go. So it doesn't take I have too no, long I to have get no, there. I have no problem with you using the bathroom while listening to this podcast. So this one came from... Um, uh, do we need to use... Are a, we disguising the name? Yeah, Having I was just going to say, are we, um, maybe give his last name and no first name and then an initial for his last name and his address yeah and phone number <laughs> yeah and we'll post a picture on that yeah. on that with his full name yeah uh, date of birth we'll just use a star sign do you know a star sign we'll use a star sign <laughs> <laughs> so this one comes from Sagittarius oh my god like me <laughs> um, so it starts out um uh, with have forgotten how to read have you yeah. <laughs> that's a big problem got the giant uh, it's a giant computer screen but it's really what small font, text yeah, what, what sort of size font do you rock in there <clears throat> again irrelevant um, I thought my, I thought you might like to hear um, me recount an experience I had when I was a young chap flatting with a girlfriend for the record I would like to say there's absolutely no embellishment of this story and I'm telling you exactly as I recall it cool. though it did happen 20 odd years ago and I'm partial to the odd beer <laughs> <laughs> my girlfriend at the time and I decided to go along go it alone and go out flatting the place we rented isn't what you'd expect to be described in a ghost story it wasn't old or run down or next to a cemetery it was fairly new um, it was a, a modern one-bedroom apartment on the end of a block of four. Um, it, and again, I'm going to para, paraphrase this, power phrase this, um, so that we can skip here. It's, um, it's a unit on the end of a block of four, which is opposite a driveway. So if you were to look out your front window, mm-hmm. you look straight down a driveway. So this block of four is kind of parallel to the road. Um, and there's a driveway across the other side of the road. Is that? Is the driveway across the road? Yeah. Why would the driveway be across the road? Is it on the other side of the street? Yeah, like, sorry, I'm I'm quite confused. I'm thinking, like, the driveway is across the road. Like, it's the house across the road's driveway. Sure. I'm really confused. (laughs) Sorry. Okay, so he's in a a block of four flats. Is the driveway important to this? So, just... I'll go on. Okay. So all you got to think of is, a, is if you were turning into this driveway from the street, you could see this house um, or this unit ahead of you. If you were to turn around to the right, there's the rest of the units. Not that important. I'm going to move on. <laughs> we probably just spend any more time on this. Yeah. But, uh... yeah. So um, uh, the downstairs is um, a ranch lighter or sliding door, which you walk into the lounge. Uh, behind that's a kitchen. Off to the side is a staircase that goes up to um, a bathroom and bedroom. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, 
the first thing he mentions is that um, quite a few of his visitors, including even like door knockers, Jehovah's Witnesses, mention when they go to this house, they feel like they're being watched and they feel that enough to actually mention it. So it might just be to do with the, the placement of the of the house in relation right. to the driveway, whether it's because you've got so the big window there. They're saying this prickly here on the next stand up feeling of there's something else paying attention to. Funny you should it. mention that. The hair stands up on your neck and Ooh. you just have this um, unideal sort of gut feeling. It wasn't just them. Friends, family, Jehovah's Witnesses who knocked at the door all mentioned a really strong intuition or feeling that... Um, especially when you're walking out of the driveway you felt like you're being watched personally i always felt the watching feeling came from the bedroom window like someone was looking down from there keeping an eye on things <clears throat> there are three specific events i want to share so i'll get right to them so the first one besides the watching is um um around Okay, so it says, My brother wasn't a massive fan of school, and the flat was five minutes walk from his school, so he'd regularly spend time there to avoid class. On one particular day, he and a friend had gone to the flat and were passing time playing PlayStation. What, what PlayStation version of this has been? PS1? I'm going to go on. Randomly while doing so, they got that feeling um, I have just described. You know, the hairs on the back of the neck, spine-tingling feeling someone was watching them. My brother instinctively looked up, when it happened towards the staircase. So um, imagine um, you're sitting on a couch, you're looking towards the, the sliding door. Um, so over to your left would be the staircase. You can just see the, st the bottom of the stairs. Right, um, right. So kind of half behind you. Um, <clears throat> uh, da da da. <laughs> Does it really say da-da-da? No, I'm just trying to find where I am. There's just a wall of text staring at me. I've got that feeling I'm being watched by a wall of text. Please don't skip over the best part. <laughs> yada, 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 and... My brother instinctively looked to, looked up when it happened, uh, as in when he felt that feeling of being watched. He looked towards the staircase. As he was seated, he couldn't see all the way to the landing, only about two-thirds of the way up the stairs. On the stairs, he could clearly see a male figure from about the oh. chest down. He described as he described him as wearing old dirty boots and a and pants and a dirty dusty ragged shirt. He pointed out pointed it out to his mate who then saw it too. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> at which point they freaked out and did the bolt, which means run away to anyone who doesn't know what that <laughs> means. While exiting at pace, my brother looked over his shoulder for a second look and could see the full stairway. The figure was still there but he could see it in its entirety. The face was of an old man, he said, a grey beard, dirty with what he described as an old miner's hat. Not a helmet, but like an old felt hat. Um, he said the guy just stared, fairly stone-faced, no real emotion or reaction um, at them leaving, just watching. He doesn't recall any menacing type feeling, just the sheer fright made them run. In fact, he, he never went back to the place, preferring the classroom from that point on. <laughs> Wow, so this like ghost truancy officer scared him straight. <laughs> yeah, it could well be. Yeah, so that's the first one. Um, wow, that's cool. So in that same in that same um, flat, um, let's see what the second one has in store. So the the second instalment involves me directly. I'd come from home from work and had the place to myself. From memory, went through my standard ritual of a quick 
shower before hopping onto the couch for some wind down TV. I've tried to rationalize what happened and, and ended up doing so, but it still doesn't sit well with me to this day. I almost feel like I've come up with um, a best guess rather than leave it unexplained. Anyway, I've, I must have drifted up to, off to sleep when out of the blue I felt like I was grabbed and yanked off the couch with great force into the middle of the lounge. Whoa, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Christ, this is fairly, it's um, fairly juicy stuff. I ended up uh, probably two meters away from where I lay and got quite airborne. It all happened so quickly, but the indisputable facts are laying on a couch, being airborne, landing in the middle of the lounge. My rationalization from this experience was to think that I drift into, drifted into one of those fell asleep deeply too quickly type of sleeps, the ones where you launch yourself awake really awkwardly. If I'm honest to this day, I don't think that's what happened. It wasn't... It wasn't too far, too high, just too damn forceful to it to, for it to really be that. I'm not that athletic, so it would have been quite an achievement to have done this myself. Um, probably important to note this happened prior to my brother's experience, or perhaps me rationalizing and accepting it may not have come so easily. So I've got to say, like, I am a violent sleeper. And yep. I, I think, was I showing, was I talking to you about why my bed is low because I keep falling out of my bed? <laughs> no. I know, because I had bought a lower bed because I always brilliant. fall out of my bed because I'm really violent. I get really actively involved in dreams and I throw myself out of bed quite regularly. But it's never with much violence. It's, mm. I say throw, but it's really just you sort of just tend to sort of fall out. Um, and look, I, I've sleepwalked my infamous sleepwalking nude out into the hotel room, <laughs> out of the hotel room. And yeah, all, you say uh, that was sleepwalking. Yeah, that was um, a bit <laughs> awkward. Rutted down the lift in a with a pot plant cupping the genitalia. <laughs> You've done that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Last year. Brilliant. Because <laughs> I am a weird sleeper, but that that's that's out there. Like, Do you know because of that? Because of you telling me how you um, got nude and sleepwalked myself down out to of the, the room, down and, to and the hotel the hall, room. Yeah. Because of that, every time I'm in a hotel or a motel, I um, take the key out of the door and I put it in the doorway. So it's on the floor right next to the door. You'd have to trip over it to get out. Um, if the door, specific, especially if the door opens inward, it would hit card? the key. Are you talking about swipe card? Like, what do you do there? I haven't, I haven't stayed anywhere flash enough yet. Oh, God. <laughs> You're staying in rural New Zealand without yeah. swipe cards yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the nature of my job, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I now sleep uh, clothed. <laughs> oh, it's taken that away from you. Well, actually, last night I got a bit hot, so I, I threw the, the clothes off, and I was a bit nervous. But it was about 4 a.m. <laughs> I thought, only a couple of hours to go, I'll, I'll risk it. But I did <laughs> So the hotel I was staying at last night, it had a phone outside the uh, outside the lifts. Mm. Uh, so I knew that if I got stuck, I could pick the phone up rather than having to ride down to reception. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. We're all learning things today. Um, so, so we've covered those two out of the three scenarios. One was the brother seeing a figure on the stairs. Um, the second one was this kind of... Um, ejection, aggressive ejection wake seat up. couch sort yep. of behaviour, yeah. Um, so the third one is the biggie, um, and it's it's pretty interesting. Okay. Um, um, in the email, he calls it the F that moment. Oh. So uh, one night, the girlfriend and I were lying in bed. Oh, God, <laughs> God so that kind of F that moment. <laughs> <laughs> it does go on to say... Is he bragging about what he did with his girlfriend? Let Dude. me go on. <laughs> Presumably after getting some. <laughs> oh my god, I was so right. I'm so perceptive. 
when we heard a weird banging in the kitchen. Now, <laughs> oh, this, is, this is going in a direction. What's going on here? Okay, so mine's out This is an explicit podcast, so I guess we can talk about okay. this. So we heard a weird banging in the kitchen, and not that sort of banging. What, what's another word for banging that doesn't move? Knocking? We heard, heard a loud noise in the kitchen. There'd been the odd noise in the house during our time there, but nothing more than the odd knock or half noise that you just put down to um, living in units, which people might call apartments. So there's shared wall spaces and things. Houses settling. Mm-hmm. This was different. Um, it was consistent and reasonably loud, borderline violent. We discussed it, and and as most people would, rationalise it again by saying it must be the neighbours from outside... Uh, must be the neighbours or must be from outside in the backyard. However, they had now they were now aware of it. So they're lying in bed and both heard this. Yeah, okay. It happened again and again, at which point um, I said, that's definitely coming from our kitchen. The girlfriend was halfway through a whispered denial when really clearly we heard a squeak of the door between the kitchen and lounge opening. It had a really distinctive and annoying wee squeak, as most doors do. Mid-whisper, silence from the missus and a... Uh, Facial expression changed from that's weird to this is serious and she whispered to me, go and check that out. I (laughs) I whispered back confidently, F that, you go check it out (laughs) if you think that's a good idea. There's a couple of minutes silence just long enough for us to get that thank God it's gone sort of feeling when we both heard the sound of a creak from the bottom of the stairway. The stairs were wooden and at this point I did the only thing I thought we could do it and... (laughs) Okay, hang on. The stairs were wooden and curved when and curved when stood on, giving a little creak when they did. I'm sure most of your listeners will understand what I'm describing. The point is, it was really clear something had stepped onto the stairway. At this point, I did the only thing I thought we could do and pulled the blankets up. Sheets over my head. I also shat myself and hoped for the best. <laughs> <laughs> Very I love clear. I love that feeling of security that comes from hiding under the sheets. It is funny, right? Yeah. Yeah, the sheets will stop all the yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this uh, well. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, very clearly and in time with the slow creeping walk, each stair up the stairway crept, concluding with the noise of weight coming off the last stair and onto the landing. At this point, I was legitimately shitting myself. You think you'll be all brave and confrontational uh, when this, if this happens to you, but at the time, I tossed, I tossed up between crying and the best way to sacrifice my missus. <laughs> Is, does she listen to this podcast? No, I don't think they're together anymore. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, again, I almost thought it stopped. My girlfriend and I weren't communicating at this point. It was just silence under the blankets and survival of the fittest. When I, when I clearly heard the audible breathing coming from the bedroom door, not normal oh. breathing, I'll describe it as a I just ran 500 meters type pant, not a full marathon I've blown out, give me some air, but a creepy, sinister, heavy breathing. It continued to move until, uh, so he's still under the covers at this point. Shit. <laughs> can hear breathing in the doorway. It continued to move until it was breathing at the end of our bed. Oh, <laughs> I then began to feel pressure on the end of the blankets. Oh, no. Like a hand was beginning to press down on the on them, creating the blanket creeping out of my hands and coming slightly closer. This is not fun. It's, this is, this is nasty. Yeah, this is one hell of an email, right? 
Um, at this point, I pulled the trigger. I flung the blankets off the end of the bed and ran. <laughs> I didn't see anything at the end of the bed, nor did, nor did the blankets fall on anything. They fell as you'd expect them to, as if nothing was there. Again, there was no communication between my girlfriend and I, but as I got to my car in my underwear, she, said, she was there too and feverishly trying to open the passenger's door. Um, we drove to my parents' house and stayed there the night. Um, the, the next day we contacted the landlord and gave our notice, moved our gear out that weekend and to our parents until we found a new place to live. Nothing happened that was out of the ordinary while moving, although we still had that feeling like we were being watched and the mates that helped us felt the same thing. Um, I've driven by on the odd occasion, stopping sometimes too, and for quite a while got the same watching feeling. Uh, but have never been back to that property again. Um, that's my yarn. Hope you enjoyed it. And as I said at the start, it's my honest recollection of what happened. No embellishment. And to be fair, the story hasn't really changed in all these years. Although breaking up roughly, <laughs> this story has always re- remained one of the few things my ex-girlfriend and I agree on. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> and then just another thing at the end. Um, uh, when we contacted the landlord um, the next day and gave our notice, um, we got the feeling that it wasn't the first time the landlord had heard this from a from a tenant. Oh, okay. Yeah, so there it is. Cool. That's a grand tale, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, you can imagine my um, my smile when this one hit the um, email because that is prime fodder. Cool, that's brilliant. That's um, awesome. Thanks for sharing that. Um, yeah. That tale. Sagittarius. <laughs> Saggy. It was Sagittarius, right? That's what you said. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Mate, what a tale. Ooh. So, um, yeah, we'll leave it at that and um, move on to the next segment. But that was um, yeah, pretty cool to read. If you've had anything happen to you, like I say, um, send us an email, um, even just a, a direct message on Twitter if it'll fit in there. Um, yeah, interesting to to hear these things and see them coming in. All right, that's great. Real life, real real life feedback from one of our uh, many <laughs> one of us. Yeah, I mean, there's at least three now: me, you, and him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Sagittarius. <laughs> okay, so I'll move on to um, the tale that I was going to tell. Okay. The... I feel like it's going to pale in comparison to the real life story we just heard, but we'll go for it anywhere. anyway. So you've been to London. Yes. And while you're in London, did you visit anywhere creepy? I went to the Tower of London. Mm-hmm. I went to um, the London Dungeon, which is this really probably like C-grade um, <laughs> scary attraction that um, I, I actually creeped out the tour guide more because he tried like they tried to get all kind of like weird and I kind of got a bit more I kind of got a bit sort of sexually suggestive with the tour guide <laughs> oh, and he was quite unhappy with that and then they had this thing I think leapt out at you and I punched it in the face. Really? Well, yeah, they're jumping out and scaring. 
hearing loss, and I got I got a fright, and I punched in the face. Was it a person? Yeah. You punched a person in the face. Yeah, because it jumped out at you. And what would you do? Like you were walking through this thing, and it jumps out at you. I got a fright, and I punched in the fucking yeah. face. You're so hard that that was your the only thing your body knew to do. Yeah, I freaked out. <laughs> like because the good. lights dropped, the things like the lights dropped, and then it was like flashing like mm. lights. And this thing leapt out behind me, and I freaked out. I punched it in the face. So what was it like? What was it dressed as, or whatever? Oh, I don't know. It was something. It was just dark, and I just heard it go. Brilliant. <laughs> that was kind of it. That was the London Dungeon. I wouldn't go back. <laughs> so, you've um, you've assaulted someone. I assaulted a cast member of the London Dungeon. Yes. And you sexually harassed a tour guide. I sexually guy. harassed a tour guide. Brilliant. Okay, so this one isn't to do with the London Dungeon. Um, have you heard of 50 Berkeley Square? I have not. Okay. So, um, 50 Berkeley Square is a haunted house in London. And not one of those carnival rides where it's called a haunted house and you sit in a little mine cart and <laughs> go around. He's going to aggressively dart around on a track that just, all it does is root your bloody neck. <laughs> <laughs> So this is um, a haunted house in London, um, and it's supposedly full of spirits. Um, like scary spirits. Not. Scary spirits. Not, one of them, not top shelf liquor. One of them is got a really, really interesting name. It's called. <laughs> it's called the nameless thing of <laughs> Fifty Berkeley Square. Alright, okay, creative. Um, some claim the thing is a violent ghost. Others believe Berkeley Square is home to a real-life eldritch abomination. Have you heard of that before? No, I was going to ask you what that means. Yeah, so um, looking into this, I, um, the definition from what I could tell is a monster that can't get weirder looking or more terrifying. So it's kind of like if you think Venom on Spider-Man. Yeah. Like those big teeth or, um, you know tentacles so it's like it's almost cartoony in it's scary appearance yeah like one of those things that are just like just a monster you know like not a not a human form ghost or anything like that um so 50 berkeley squares um had a rich history of ghosts um it's in central london so is it a place that you can go to as a member of the public or is it a private residence well at the moment it's um a bookstore um but apparently the top levels are locked um, and it's just a bookstore in the bottom. Um, yeah. Uh, originally, um, a prime minister lived there, and then it's kind of moved through owners since then. One of them being BP. BP owned it from 1937. British Petroleum. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the perpetual- polluting bastards that are British Petroleum. <laughs> yeah. They owned it from 1937 to 2015. What? Yeah. That's weird. It's crazy. Why do they own it? I don't know. I'm just just giving you the facts. Okay. <laughs> or lack thereof. Like with a like I'm doing a shallow dive. Remember? Okay. So I was wondering if it was like like maybe a manager's house or something like that they owned in London. Yeah, don't know. Like one of their team or something. It's probably yeah. I don't know. Let's just carry on. Um, the legend varies, but mostly states that the attic room of the house is haunted by a spirit of a young woman who committed suicide there. She threw herself from the top floor window after being abused by her uncle and is said to be capable of frightening people to death. Neat. So, um, obviously mixed um, mixed stories, because we've got this abomination and we've got a ghost of a, a woman or a young girl. Um, in the 1840s, a paranormal skeptic called Robert Warby's Warboys, 
accepted the challenge of spending a night in the second story of London's Hell House at the nervous landlord's insistence. Warby's Warboys? Warby. What, what, what is so challenging about this surname? I can't get it right. <laughs> I'm thinking of Warby Parker, which is the glasses provider that is on Steve Tape all the time. Um, <laughs> armed himself with a candle and a pistol and was ordered to ring a bell if Why anything was he a gun against a ghost? Surely, dude, that's not going to work. I think he was a, he's he's a that, skeptic. Yeah, but if you're that skeptical, why have a gun? You don't In case it wasn't something you. paranormal. What if it was a... Awesome. So, so it's so, yeah, so it's going to shoot somebody in a sheet or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good old Warby Parker. <laughs> um, so he's armed with a, a pistol in order to um, ring a bell if anything strange happened. At 12.45, the landlord was jolted from his sleep by the ringing of the bell and a roar of a gunshot. He charged up the stairs and burst into Warby Parker's room to find a young man huddled in a corner with a smoking pistol and very much dead. Whoa. Yeah. Escalated, right? Now you're listening. Quickly. <laughs> there was no sign of any intruder, uh, but the landlord could tell by the look on his face that he'd seen something horrible. Second encounter took place in 1943. So would Ed Warby shot himself? Well, it didn't say that. Like, they would have mentioned that he killed himself, right? Like, he almost died of fright. He shot, shot towards something and then was just found dead. The second encounter took place in 1943 when two sailors named Martin and Blunden both broke, both broke, <laughs> were both broke, as in had no money, after a night of carousing. What does that word mean? After Carusing? a night of partying, yeah, I'm going to say, <laughs> decided to spend the night in the abandoned house. They found a relatively dry and rat-free room upstairs, made a nice little fire and fell asleep on the floor. But after midnight... London woke to the sound of creaking hinges and sat up to see the bedroom door slowly opening, kind of like Sagittarius's story. Petrified, he woke up Martin, and that's when they heard something wet wet and slimy dragging its way across the floor, slowly oozing towards them. Martin saw the creature, something he could only describe as a hideous monstrosity, um, and it was blocking the door. It sprang towards one of them, wrapping the... Wrapping around the man's throat, choking the life out of him. Holy shit. Yeah. Martin took off screaming and found a police officer patrolling the neighborhood. The cop was skeptical of Martin's story, but after searching the house, he found Blunden's body in the basement. The sailor's neck was broken and his eyes were bulging out of his head. Obviously, a more plausible scenario would be that Martin murdered his friend, but then why would he make up such a preposterous story? Well, so that he doesn't get the blame, I guess, yeah. is the answer to that. Um, uh, there's numerous other sightings where witnesses describe seeing a massive, viscous blob armed with tentacles. There are things that man was not meant to know, and it might be that one of them lives at 50 Berkeley Square. Um, so, um, different accounts of the same incident have... Um, one of the sailors being found dead, the, um, having tripped as he ran from the house, um, and others reported um, seeing the ghost of one of the former owners of the house approaching them aggressively. So prior to BP um, 
prior to BP buying this, uh, one of the owners of the house was a Mr. Myers, who apparently um, was rejected by his fiance and would lock himself inside, became a complete recluse, and allegedly slowly went mad over the rest of his life. Oh man, Myers, it can get better. It's <laughs> not the only girl for you. It doesn't you, have though. to be this way. Yeah, there's plenty of, <laughs> I guess, ghosts in the house. Mm-hmm. So, um, no phenomena have been reported since the house was bought in the late 1930s and many contemporary media outlets reported happenings in the house so we're getting kind of um weird shifts on when things allegedly happened so they're saying nothing since the 30s yeah but then um there are other accounts that say um, they were from 1940 something so the sailors in one article is 1943 um, another article saying nothing since the 30s so yeah um it's uh also was one of the um uh, oldest un- unaltered buildings in London so looks very much like a like a, an 1800s house it was pretty much um, pretty much everything I had on that um, so kind of pales in comparison to the true life though the slimy the- bloody creature is a little unsettling mm-hmm. like I have to say that if you know um, although like a, a human form ghostly apparition would be scary something that is uh, you know slimy tentacly clad <laughs> and strangling your mate who has an unfortunate name called Blunden <laughs> yeah well there are other accounts like there's um, people who like I say there's there's the accounts of this monster but then there's things like um, the ghost of the the woman who committed suicide upstairs there's other people who have um, apparently there's a locked door that um, has um, one of those little compartments like you see on the movies where you can slide a meal under and so yeah. um, so like this this venue just seems to attract paranormal activity yeah, from the, the I, I guess the, the, the human form to something quite ex- uh, strange so there'd been reports other than those sailors that other people had reported that slimy kind of creature right um, they weren't the only ones I think I heard you say that Yes, yeah. Yeah, so they're not the only ones. So it wasn't like a one-off. Like there's others that have seen something, like, ghostly or monstrous that wasn't human. Yeah. It's to the point where... Um, uh, there was... I saw somewhere that the person who owned the house... Um, BP? No, no, uh, in the earlier days before oh, yeah. BP, they had unpaid <laughs> still taxes. still weird BP. I think it was Mr. Myers had unpaid taxes and... Um, they basically just didn't approach it. The judge said, "Leave them to it," sort of thing. So couldn't see him got away with it. So it could right. just be a tax dodge, I guess. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. So in the days before uh, the internet, you couldn't send him an email. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Like, I would go near that. <laughs> um, so it's been written about um, in numerous books, um, and particularly in the early years. So some of the skeptics are saying that um, these are where the stories kind of. Um, originated from was just some of these fictional kind of stories um but yeah uh just reading another article here um melodramatically described as an unnamed raw head and bloody bones excuses was that unnamed unnamed raw head and bloody bones so one of those kind of abomination type things um in other accounts but yeah 
So, so that's that. Is it on Airbnb? <laughs> that's a very good point. Would you stay there? I would, yeah. Would you? After hearing all the stories. I stay, on the, ground, I stay on the ground floor because only things that happens on uh, levels above the ground. So yes. You know, some light reading. Given that it's a it bookstore. It sounds like a quaint wee place. <laughs> and if it's in central London, shit, accommodation is so expensive in London. <laughs> so if it's haunted and that knocks 15% off the price, hell, 5% off the price, it's still worth it. We'll put the Airbnb link up. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Cool. Just don't book it when I want to be there, please. <laughs> The Haunted House of Berkeley Square. Yeah, number f- number 50, Berkeley Square. So have a look at that. Some of the names um, being thrown around. Uh, Prime Minister George Canning. Um, Who's your favourite? He was one of your favourite UK Prime Ministers, wasn't he? Yep. Nice. Up there, yep. Up there. <laughs> um, and Did you talk about Thomas man- Myers. You had a bit of a man crush on him, didn't you? Christ. Um, and Christ. <laughs> well, yeah. Digging a hole. <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to leave that there. Um, I think it's time for time to get me some strange. Oh, he's had a dry spell, but now it's his chance. <laughs> um, do you know how this works? Because you haven't you haven't actually done this side of it before, have you? I've been practicing saying saying stop. So you flick through the book, and I'll say stop, and then you're going to read out one of the articles. Do, have you? Do you know how it works? Yeah, I, you know I've had all those <laughs> I've had all those paper cuts from doing. Yeah, this. I mean, but there's. There's more than one article on a page, is all I'm saying. So you got to have a really good eye for. Oh yeah, what draws my attention? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's um, let's do this. Okay. Are you flicking? I flick. Stop. So what sort of category are we floating around in there? So, um, we are in um, strange things from above. So, like skyscrapers. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Planes, hang gliders, lots of things. So we'll talk about, um, this is all quite biblical actually. So we're in a biblical section. Yeah, we are, we are quite bibliography. Is there any, um, any little tidbit ones in there? Um, me. There's some really big words that are like ancient words that I'm totally going to butcher. So, um, yeah, <laughs> let's do this here. Um, accounts of fish, grain, and frogs falling from the sky will be found in more recent history. And I'm assuming saying more recent history because the previous stories had spoken about oh, yeah. much more ancient things. Yeah, this is one of the things we don't get when we're flicking through a book. That's right. When you don't read it from the beginning, you see <laughs> like a random page. Who reads that book from beginning to end? Oh, God, it's a lot of pages. Yeah. But the closest approximation of the plague of frogs in summer beginning with P and summer <laughs> beginning with D occurs in the biblical account of the second plague in Egypt. The plague of frogs, and uh, the uh, for those reading your Bible along at home, it's uh, Exodus eight, one to fourteen. Uh, yeah, I was going to say uh, it sounds like it's from Exodus one to fourteen. The Lord <laughs> said, "I'm just reading the read straight from the Bible. I was, just, you know, just reading straight from the Bible here. Here we go. I will plague all your country with frogs. Which Bible? Um, the old." Testament be Bible. <laughs> anyway, enough Bible changes. Now read from the Bible. Right. The Lord said, I have, to, I have to do God's voice. No, you don't. I will plague all your country with frogs. 
controversial. <laughs> the Nile shall... Doesn't God sound like Morgan Freeman? Oh, I can't do Morgan Freeman. <laughs> Just read on. The man. Nile shall swarm. You need to be banned from getting me any strange because it takes a Look, goddamn I've got long. Look, I've started God's chapter five times. There we go. The Lord said, I will plague all your country with frogs. What's bad about frogs? This isn't... And it, this isn't this didn't actually happen. You're just reading. Oh, the now, Bible. now, okay, controversial for me. <laughs> now you're dissing what the Bible says is not true. What? The Nile shall swarm with frogs, which you think would be a good thing, which shall come up into your house. <laughs> oh man! Just read it. And into your bedchamber, and on your bed, and into the houses of your servants, lucky that servants, and of your people and into your ovens and your kneading bowls and the frogs came up and covered the land of Egypt and they gathered them together in heaps and the land stank so did this actually happen somewhere or that's, are we now just reading bible like, passages as part of the podcast what I've just read is that is all the that worst says. article out of that entire book <laughs> that sucks um oh, it's such a downer to end on man that's should we find another let's do it we, this or it's just going to turn into find another bible passage to read because like literally after that it says the book of exodus chapter 9 verses 8 to 34 records it deadly I'm, hail i'll read one Pass and fire out. mingled with the hail as the book. seventh plague so let's talk about the plagues of egypt this is man hey let's not my again. fault you told me when to you stop you had one chance and you, you told me when up. to stop that was on you tell me when to stop stop here we go I'm going to go with some pictures of boats and stuff, so... Um, it's probably better than the current reading from the Bible, <laughs> which is what we have done to date. Today. <laughs> I think it's to do with just creatures in general. So here's a nice wee tidbit that we'll end on. Okay, here we go. This is much better. So now I'm getting some strange. So you were disappointed with your strange yeah. and... You'll never be getting me strange ever again. No, you're returning the favour on me <laughs> and you are far more competent at getting me some strange. Yeah, so this isn't me reading from the Sorry to the let Bible. you down, mate. Sorry to let you down. A vastly surprised Mr. Hode of Adelaide, Australia. Shout out to Beach. Yes. Who, while walking along Brungle Creek one day in the fall of 1883 came upon the remains of an unworldly creature. The thing was pig-like in form, with a headless trunk and an appendage that curved inward like the tail of a lobster. <laughs> I've heard that said about you, but... Needless to say, it has never been identified. <laughs> That's the end. <laughs> Man, this... I guess we're left very unsatisfied yeah. at the end I of mean, this podcast. It is strange, so fits. But we'll go with that, and we'll bring our A game next week. Yeah, I, I reckon they those the the writers just phoned in those chapters, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. like, You've um, that reminds me of um, what's the one that book that you're reading um, about the like animal testing island of Doctor Moreau Monroe Moreau. Oh, about Plum Island. Yeah, Plum Island. Yeah. yeah, it sounds like one of those things. We should talk about Plum Island at some. That'd point. be a good one to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyone who wants to find out about Plum Island, either wait a few weeks or months till we get round to talking about you're, it. You're, pl you're plum out of luck today, but uh, <laughs> just just search it, mate. You'll yeah. Find it. 
So it's an animal testing thing where people have found nearby um, creatures washing up yeah, on the beaches. Yeah, what officially so. it's like a, a centre for researching animal diseases. That's right. Um, though people... I people guess find some really weird well, things around. Some, definitely some unusual stuff that occurs on Plum Island and it's mm. quite mysterious and secret. Didn't they move it inland in the end? It's no longer at Plum Island? I, I don't know. I, I, I didn't hear they had done that. They, they may have. Um, mm. But yeah, what it was, it was I guess off the off the coast of Long Island, mm. on an island, so it's quite isolated from the rest. Mm. Um, but yeah, there's definitely some nasty stuff that happens there. <laughs> While they say it's the, the official line, it was all very legitimate. Um, there's questions that could be asked. <laughs> yeah, worth worth a semi deepish dive. <laughs> All right, so um, probably player of the day is the listener who sent in the more the most exciting story. That's a good story, like that. You know, thank you, Saji, for really carrying this episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And I had one job, and I ballsed it up. Yep. I ruined it with the Bible. Yep. <laughs> Typical. Christ. So. All right, let's wrap it up there. Um, so yeah. Um, if you want to contribute to the show, you know how to do it. It's on the website, lightsinthesky.podcast.com. Just load something or type something into the contact page, um, and, and it'll it, find its way to us. If you don't want to contribute, just do exactly what you're doing right now and don't send anything to us. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I mean, there's there's me, you, and at least one other person that listens to this, so I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. Yeah. I've hardly contributed myself today, so I'm pretty That's much right. in that camp. It's your turn next week. Um, to be fair, I didn't really contribute. <laughs> it was all Sagittarius. It's good. I've got my topic for next week. Um, cool. I said I wasn't going to do a UFO one. I'm going to do a UFO one. Okay. So <laughs> because look. I guess we've done very. We've got. A, I, I thought about. We've done a couple of ghosties today. We've talked about the Bible today. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we'll go back to the aliens and UFOs <laughs> next week. All right. So. Um, but it's a bit of an old one. It's from over 100 years ago, so it's old school. Um, oh, you're giving story. it away now? No, just bounce it back. She's an, old, she's an oldie. She's a goodie. <laughs> cool. Well, until next time, see you later. Total. Ooh. Squeaky chair. <laughs>